a Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Motorcycle Superstore Racer X podcast. This is the Lakewood Motocross wrap-up. That's right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. Motorcycle Superstore is on board with these pods for the rest of the year, and we really thank them, man. Great guys down there. We got a code for you, uh, PB-PULP16. Good for 10% off participating brands at, at MotorcycleSuperstore.com. They're a passionate team who speak moto from talking about going riding, bench racing from our last company ride, to the latest parts and gear. This is what drives us to be the place to, for you to check out all things motorcycles. Whatever your passion, they've got the gear to keep you on the track or trail. Of course, the um, team of uh, Motorcycle Superstore Suzuki with uh, Jimmy, top Jimmy Albertson uh, out there every weekend. So uh, support those guys. Use the code. Go to MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the code PBPULP16. And save yourself money. Maybe you can get some Fox Racing. Foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized dealer to get some Fox Racing. Kenny Dungy. Kenny Dungy. <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Roxon, Ryan Dungy. Just some of the guys that wear Fox Racing. Uh, LE gear out now, of course. And uh, also the Flex Air stuff that's uh, taken off everywhere. It's all available. You can get it at MotorcycleSuperstore.com, among everything else. And we got a code, and we thank those guys for, uh, for coming on. Appreciate it. All right, this is the Lakewood Wrap-Up. Lots to talk about when it comes to this race. And with me, number one, uh, to, uh, to talk about my boss at RacerX Online, the voice of American motocross, the voice of GNCC, the voice of quads, the voice of Endurocross. Jason Wygan, what's up, Weege? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and also on the line is uh, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? That was a very uh, lesser of a enthusiastic welcome <laughs> to me. I don't like it. Well, I'm gonna, to be honest. I mean, he's our boss, bro. we got to kind of pump him up, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, hey, Keep kissing ass, that's fine. And, and you know, Weege, like we do, literally, he is our boss, and boy, yeah. does he rule with an iron fist! Like it's uh, so brutal, both barrels, both dude, barrels, dude, just cracking the whip. Oh yes, I want to cut to this. What's this motorcycle superstore deal, deal all about? I was not consulted. Yeah, I yeah. Did not have to my desk to get signed off. We'll uh, we'll backdoor you some uh, some buckets of cash for you. Oh, all right, yeah, I have power. Tupperwares of cash, as it may be. Uh, uh, thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Again, Weege, great job on the uh, three-toed sloth word of the day. Drop that in there nicely. I honestly, man, the elevation that was a tough word, but the, the circumstances actually made it easy. Mm-hmm. And our buddy Moser, even I think what two hours before the race, said, "Wait, this is too easy. Bikes are slow at elevation." And I'm like, "Yep, that's exactly where I was going to go." It was. <laughs> Well, it was right word, right time. I got one for you this week. We can hit it right off the bat, unless JT's thought of one or, or has a better one. But uh, I got a good one for I think you for this week. I thought on about it on a plane ride uh, this morning. Pickled onions. Ooh. 
Is that is that a thing? Yeah, I even Googled it to make sure it was a thing. Pickled onions is a thing. Huh. And uh, I don't know, JT, what do you think? Sure, why not? I've never heard of them, but, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess you could pickle anything, right? Yeah, that's just it. Pickling's a process, right? So, yeah, yeah you right. Could, I think you can... Like, get a severed head and pickle that. You know what I mean? Anything you need. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Peter, you know, he pickled some peppers, so why not? Sure. What do you think, Weege? <laughs> pickled onions? Um, yeah, uh, the, the things I've learned about, actually. I mean, I had to do a, quite a bit of searching and research on uh, what a three-toed sloth is. I didn't even know, realize it was a furry creature. Did like, it? I pictured, like, some sort of, like, slug on the ground. Oh, um, yeah. Because no. my, my uh, deep knowledge of animals of all kinds. <laughs> so... I thought I got to dive back in. The things I'm learning from this process is great. When you Googled it, did it come up with a photo of me at the races just laying there? Tweeting? <laughs> yeah, the three toes will be separated by flip flops. <laughs> exactly. Feed during track walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so pickled onions, yeah. Get at it. You and your buddy Grant Langston there can get at it. So, Dude, Langston, when it gets dropped, I just I wish you could see it's like a. Watching one of these NBA games right here, like he is the guy on the bench, like high fiving, fist pumping. <laughs> he loves it when it gets dropped. <laughs> he gets so fired up. That's awesome. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's do it. The Motorcycle Superstore Racer X Online Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Um, Lakewood, JT. I hope the uh, the ice in your drink was uh, at the appropriate temperature on Saturday. It wasn't terrible. I was actually uh, watching it on the uh, NBC Sports. Live, extra live, live extra, however you say that, app, mm-hmm. yep. uh, poolside, while uh, having a, <laughs> a beverage with water in it. Uh, uh, they've had other ingredients, but right. water. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Good to hear. Uh, first up, I guess, um, Kenny Roxon again, and Dungey goes down in that second moto. Um, I was re. I mean, it's never nice to see anybody crash or anything, but... Man, I was stoked to see what Dungey could have done in that second moto had he not fallen Weege because Kenny got pinched off bad from Ryan uh, off the start. Nothing bad, just part of the start, part of a start. And um, he was, wow, he was coming. He was working his way through. But uh, that could have been a great race. Uh, unfortunately, Dungey looked human and, and dropped the front end. Uh, I'm not sure, though. I, I know. I felt the same thing on the first lap or two. But... Uh... And Roxon didn't, you know, pass nine dudes on the first lap like he's done in every other race. You know, he actually uh, kind of methodically worked his way forward. But I'm starting to think now that his confidence is so high that Roxon is just doing what he has to do only. And if he needed to uncork it, he could have uncorked a lot more. So, honestly, I'm not sure that he might need to crash. (laughs) Um, we're We're getting into that territory, huh, JT? We're getting into that territory. You know what? It was impressive. Uh, leaving practice, I was a bit like, uh, you know what? Maybe maybe today is going to be a little different. You know, he wasn't all that great in practice. I think he was maybe seventh in the in the final practice. Um, and I was a little concerned. I didn't know how he would fare on the start. And, uh, you know, I, I Dunn just had a pretty good track record there. Obviously, we saw how great Tomac was there last year. And uh, it just it shows you where his mind is at. None of that mattered. He did not care. As soon as the gate dropped, he went to the front like he owned yeah. the race, and honestly, he did. You know, I don't, I don't think that uh, he ever was concerned from the, you know the, the drop of the first uh, first gate through the end of the day. I don't think anyone concerned him all day. Um, what do you think 
Where do you think, JT, watching it on TV, I'll tell you what I think after from watching it in person, but where do you think Kenny is better than Dunn's right now, riding-wise? Obviously, he's turning the throttle more, but what what do you see? Well, you know what, and I, I don't know if this is where you're going, but it brings up a, a funny topic is that, and it's what Chad and, and Berner uh, always kind of talk about in Supercross all year is Dungey owns the turns, Kenny owns the jumps. And, I, you know, that's probably not where you're going with this, but I think Kenny is so good um, at the aggression level and staying really fast through the jump sections. But what I've noticed in the outdoors is that he's kind of got Ryan's corner speed. And I, I've always thought that that was Dungey's strength, you know, and, and that's not rocket science. Everyone knows that, yeah. that Dungey's great in the turns, but, man, Kenny looks really, really good in the rut. Like, I, I just really like the way he's pulling on a motorcycle, and he has, uh, man, it just is, his technique is, is kind of on a level we haven't seen in a long time. I'm going with, I, I think he, he's carrying momentum in turns. He's going right. wider in turns than, than Dunge. He's taking, maybe he's not going wider, but he's, He's going faster coming out of the turns and in the exits and everything. Like, he's carrying speed, man. It's yeah, crazy. he's not going down. He's no. not going down at all. And, and honestly, this is what Tomac was doing last year for these guys. Yeah. It's exactly what Tomac was doing. And I've been doing my homework a little bit, uh, going back and watching each race from 2015 and 2014 before the weekend. And watching Kenny out there is exactly what Eli was doing. He's just a little bit quicker every single section. It's not just one thing he's doing. It's, it's all the way around the track. Maybe, you know, a half a mile an hour faster all the yeah. way around. Yeah. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I think it's that, man, the exits of the corners. It's, it seems like he's leaving each turn, whatever, 5% faster or yeah. three miles an hour faster. One of the things I always noticed about Kenny, man, like, Dude, he, he can ride through some crazy stuff with feet on the pegs. And not standing like in a traditional sense, but he's kind of hovering. You know, he's actually all his weights on the pegs. He's standing up just the slightest bit. I guess it's kind of a Euro thing in general. But he does it. He's got this, like, hybrid deal. It's not like he's Euro goon. Um, <laughs> but there's some corners that he comes through, and he's actually I'm like, wait a minute. He was actually standing up through that rut and all that rough stuff on the exit of the corner, and no one else is. And I'm like, man. So it's two things. I think not only is it faster, but, dude, there doesn't seem to be an even hint of recklessness or scary moments. Whereas, as good as Tomac was, I think I could say Tomac was more dominant last year. Mm-hmm. But you always had that sense with him because we've seen it happen with Tomac before. Like, yeah, but the big one could be coming, and it actually did. And that might have been just a one-in-a-million shot. But we've just seen Tomac do crazy hard charges, and you're like, man, he's either going to pull that off or he's going to the hospital. But I feel like with... Roxon, it looks actually easier, smoother, less effort, and faster all at the same time. Um, I noticed the momentum thing, the speed thing, because he gets over he gets over jumps better. You know what I mean? He dunge clips, and Kenny gets all the way over. And I don't think he's making it up on the face. He's coming out of corners faster, you know? Um, I haven't watched a TV show yet, but I heard Dungey's podium interview at the track. He sounds okay, Weege. I don't think Dunge has not reached... Like, epic worry yet. He has not reached frustration level yet. I think he's smart enough to know that he just has to not let that happen. 
Um, I don't take it. Okay, with the way these six motors have gone, I can't imagine that he's literally. He was smiling. Yeah, he yeah, seemed happy. Yep. yep. I, I can't imagine that's because he feels like this is not a threat or anything like that. But I think he knows you got to keep your head in the game. You can't sulk for the next 14 days where you have another race. Mm-hmm. And he's probably had people around him tell him, no, man, don't, 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 don't start going in a tailspin now. So I think he's doing right. a good job of keeping his chin up. But, dude, I mean, even last year there was the slight excuse when the bike was new and he did make good progress as the season went on when he was getting beat by Tomac, but he was way better than round 12 than he was at round one. Mm-hmm. Where, where does Dungey find this? What he needs to find this time? No, I, I don't. I mean, it's, it, you know, we said it last year after Tomac's four motos and, you know, then he crashed out and everything else. But, I mean, I, I don't feel like JT, I don't feel like it's too early to say that this thing is probably over. Not over, but, like, I don't see Dunge making this up. I don't see all of a sudden Dunge beating Kenny. I really don't. I don't know how he's going to do it. Yeah, I think it's too early to, to draw a conclusion that strongly. Uh, I don't like Tomac's chances of, of winning this thing at all. I think he's got a lot of holes in his game right now, from starts to pace to everything in between. But I think Dungey's not that far off. Um, you know, I think a lot of things get accomplished during the breaks. Uh, but, I mean, going into the break right now, Kenny is unquestionably the best guy. How it, how it yeah. goes in the next two to three months, I, I'm not ready to write Brian off yet. I'm well, just not. He's too long. I'm not writing him off, but... Well, you're, you're just saying yeah. you don't think that he can beat yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how he's going to do it. Like summer, These summers are just too long, man. So many things change. One tip over by Kenny, and he, you know, his wrist is sore. There's so many things that change uh, right. well, week to week. I, I, I just think it's early. Yeah, I think barring injury is what I should have said. You know, obviously that changes everything. But Yeah, um, there's just stuff. So, I mean, these guys get sick. They, you know, yeah. We've seen it from Kenny. He has a mid-season slump all the time. Yeah, there's just a lot of factors where... That's only, that's why I'm just saying like it's it's early for really um, hard conclusions. So last week Kenny talked about his uh, mac and cheese and steak, and he he should have won Glen Helen. And this week he Instagrammed a donut on Friday. Um, does he do full beer bong on the break? Does or do, does he maybe line up like a, 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 an old country buffet photo and just be like, yeah, just just chowing down here, just. Jab, 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 right? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. He's definitely uh, – I heard the press conference that he said uh, he could eat a pizza. He feels like he could eat a pizza the morning before the race and still win. So I heard he said. Right. What's that, JT? Well, I just – you know, we talked about this a little bit before, and and we just made comment that they had trying to get, been getting try, been trying to get more out of him on this subject because it's obviously making the point of bringing it up. There's There's definitely some animosity there. I feel that – he is trying to prove a point through his riding that he can win his way as well. And I, I think that's pretty easy to get to for us. But it doesn't seem like he's backing away from this. And he didn't seem like he wanted to talk about it, as we said at the press conference uh, after Glenn Helen. But there he goes again on, on live television again. So mm-hmm. um, I love it. I think it's awesome. You know, I, I don't really have a horse in this race. So it's interesting to me to see the dynamics between these two because there's really two – completely different disciplines and ways of thinking about how you can have to win races. And that's where the big divide came between Kenny and Alvin to start with. So I think it's more than just, you know, Kenny versus Ryan. I think there's a, there's a 
a Nowden factor in here too that it's getting a little bit personal. And the more and more that Kenny says, the more personal it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it should be interesting. Um, you know that uh, section where obviously I'm calling it the end zone now, where it all ended for Stu and Telmac the same section. Oh, when yeah, who can forget the, <laughs> the photographer? The photographer, yeah. Um, but anyway. Man, when you watch Kenny through that when he was leading the second moto, and I think even the first, I feel like you can tell that he's controlling this lead, and you could almost see him through these sections that he knows are dangerous. Uh, I'm not going to take chances through there. And anyone, if you just look at the result sheet, and I think you mentioned this in observations last week, Mathis, he's not winning these races by massive margins, but at no point is it as close as the lead. You know, he'll be up three and a half seconds. But he in complete control. So I even feel like he knows, okay, so we know that he's been stung by this Alden thing or leaving KTM, and he's kind of fighting back on that. I think he also knows that everyone's saying, yeah, whatever, dude, this is what Dungey does. You're going to crash it away. So I think he also is like, no, 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 no. I will play that game. I'm not going to crash it away. I've won this title before, and he's not known as a crasher. So I think he's even got that part figured out, like how to make sure that he doesn't do the one thing that everyone is kind of banking on people doing because they always do it against Dungey. So I think he's got that in his back of his mind, too. Maybe. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Good, good racing, man. It's exciting. I, I was, Weege, were you surprised that Dunge couldn't get third? Couldn't get Sealy after the, after the fall? Good job by Sealy, of course. But. Uh, yes and no. I mean, dude, at one point I was like, how many points is he going to lose? Like, he was way back. He was, what, 21st or something? Um, so honestly, to salvage what he did, and he still he still got second overall, right? Uh, I don't think you can fault. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you can fault much of it. Um, I know these dudes at that level are like machines, but I've got to think that him trying to come from twenty first to fourth in the altitude, I think even Dungey might have, mm-hmm. you know, last two laps might have gotten to him. I don't think that's they're all they are human as as unhuman as Dungey seems at times. Yeah, yeah, probably. Huh? Um, yeah. Is it possible, JT, to have worse starts than Eli Tomac? I mean, come on, Eli. Come on. Not good. I mean, he was, like, what, 20th or so? So, could, yes, it could be worse, but yeah. he's uh, he's definitely making life harder on himself. <laughs> so if, he, if, I think he needs every advantage he can get right now to beat, um, you know, to beat those two. And yeah, he's just killing Putting yourself at a, at a deficit is, is just a, you're erasing any chance. Well, that last moto was great. That second moto by Tomac was, was really, really impressive. And after Dunge got up, I was watching, and, and I even mentioned this to one of the Cowie guys, that if Dunge had caught Tomac in that second moto, he was about three guys back when he got up, or, or at some point he was about three riders back. Yep. If he had gotten Tomac and just motored away, there might have been a meltdown. There might have been, <laughs> been like just – and then Eli would have wicked it up and either died or got Dungey back. Do you know what I mean? Like what a blow if that had happened, and it didn't, so whatever. Tomac wrote great, but – I was watching. I'm like, oh no, is Dunge really going to catch Tomac here and 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 leave him? But he didn't. Well, yeah, and Eli's Eli's riding doesn't seem to be the problem. I really don't think it's it's just his riding because he's. I mean, he's in pole position three races in a row. Yeah, and like he obviously knows how to ride a dirt bike. It just seems like there's a lot of uh, just little holes here and there. The starts are bad. He's not moving through the pack quickly enough. You know, it, mm-hmm. the last couple laps. Uh, against Jason Anderson and against Baggett, he kind of faltered. You know, there there's little things 
that are keeping him from the front. And you, then you look at Kenny Rockson, and he has zero holes in his game other than he doesn't really care for the one lap, you know, whole deal. Yeah. Which he's made, he's made mention of many times. Uh, but man, it just seems like if you want to be Kenny Rockson right now, you have to be firing on every aspect of your game. And, and both Dungey and Tomac are out. They're missing a little bit here and there. Uh, Kennard had a poor second moto, faded back a little bit. Even Grant got him. Uh, he got Grant back. He wasn't too pumped on that. But first moto was on the podium, so good job for Trey for that. Uh, Sealy's been really good, Weege, to start the year. Like people may yeah. not, people may not realize he came from about twentieth to sixth in that first moto, and the second moto got a good start, held on to third. Uh, the Hondas so far have gotten three or four out of the six hole shots, so. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and half of the time they were battling each other for yeah. the whole shots. They yeah. did it again. Yeah. Um, so, Sealy, yeah, Sealy's moto, been good. Tomac yep. caught Sealy, and it seemed like, as I just run over you here, it seemed like that was what Tomac was going to do. Like he was just picking dudes off. Mm-hmm. He gets to Sealy. You're like, oh, he'll, he's got five dudes in front of him. He'll right. get all them. Yep. But Sealy actually, I mean, you saw that he held him off through all that traffic, and Tomac got him at the very end. Mm-hmm. But. If you hold off Eli Tomac, if you keep him one second behind you for 20 minutes while coming through traffic, you're riding pretty good. And yeah. like I said, I think Dungey might have finally had used all his energy up late in that second moto, but he still held him off. I mean, yeah. no, he's been good. Really good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Dan Bentley after the race, and he said that uh, Cole's changed up a lot of his training, and, I, and I'm guessing it took it's more strength and weight training. Yeah, than what he used to do, and he mentioned how he's sore he's been, and and then he's still riding pretty well. So the Honda guys are stoked um, with sort of his training and how he's getting working a little bit. So underrated right now. So, um, Barsha had bike problems with Moto One, I guess. Uh, something was going on with his bike. Moto Two, he uh, fell back a little bit, then crashed. So, um, eleven eight day for Barsha. Uh, Grant has been good, JT. Grant's been solid. I mean, okay, these are three tracks that he likes. Maybe not Hangtown, but two tracks that he likes anyways. And um, does pretty well on, but still, man. Cowie's got to be loving it. Like, for what they're paying Grant, I don't know what it is, but it's probably pretty cheap. they got to be loving these finishes and these rides. Yeah, I mean, Josh Grant is doing the complete opposite of what Josh Grant does. I feel uh, is there anyone so far this year that has gone against the grain of every other year we've seen from them? You know, we yeah. really haven't seen the the one lap, two seconds faster than everybody in practice. We haven't seen the whole shot in 15 minutes of blazing hell. Uh, we've just seen really solid rides and really solid results. Nothing flashy, uh, but he's delivering and. And that's awesome. You know, it's just not—it's just nothing mm-hmm. from what I would expect from Josh Grant. Um, and Jason Anderson was sick, altitude sickness, I guess. Wow, that's pretty shocking. Yeah, that was weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I, Georgia made Georgia sit on the telecast that he had had it before, or was that Weech? Yeah, he's been known for it. I think he's—I definitely knew that going into the race that this has been an issue before. I don't know if it's just here or any other time he's raced um, at altitude, but it's definitely been a thing. Mm. I don't know what the symptoms are, what yeah. happens. I think I heard people saying it's like an asthma attack. I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not sure. That was uh, that was shocking. But, yeah, I've never had any issues with it, and I, you know, it's obviously a legitimate issue for him. Uh, but I was I was very surprised to see him. I mean, he's a pretty sick guy, but he doesn't seem to have 
And I know that's more of a medical thing than a business thing, but yeah, it's a bummer for him to lose that many points in one day when it's really out of your control. Um, Matt Bichelia came in, went 10-10 for eighth overall. Weege, we were talking to the Yosh guys after the race. They're ecstatic. They just wanted finishes, and they got it from an unlikely source. They're they're stoked. Yeah, this was really good, and I did talk to Matt myself after, and he said it really exceeded his expectations. I mean, eight, eight, he didn't even race the Nationals the first two weekends, and he's never done it at 450. Yeah. And his 450 classes, you know, eighth is pretty solid. He went 10 you know, days where he, they were. He went 10 10 for eighth. Just. Right, in yeah, overall, right? right but yeah. I'm saying this isn't the um, 1992 500 Nationals where there are four factory riders, you know? Right. right. Uh, you get 10th the way this is right now. I, yeah. I was impressed. So. I mean, they have been adamant to me. They keep describing it as a one-race deal. Yes. Back, we'll be back at High Point, maybe yep. Stewart also. Yeah. What do they do now? Dude, I mean, I, you heard me talking to him, didn't you, Weed? Or did you walk away? Or I'm like, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I got halfway. I came halfway into that convo, so I didn't know what you were exactly getting at. Yeah, I'm telling those guys. I'm like, you can't. You can't not bring him to High Point. You cannot do that. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, well, we think our guys. Will be, I'm like, I don't. I don't care. Put them. Put them. Um, you know, with Teddy Parks. And then someone said, well, Teddy Parks doesn't have a team for the Nationals, which, which was news to me, by the he way. Does. Oh, he does? He does. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Give him, you know, give him a bike and have him sign up under Schmatchmaglia or whatever and have him over there. You can't, you can't not bring him. You know, I mean, James, if James is, will be there, I think there's a 100% chance Baggett's there, right, Weege? Don't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I see what they're saying. They don't need a replacement anymore. But I don't care. I don't care. Good. I don't care what your deal is. You take Matt Michelle. You put three bikes on that truck. JT, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't really make it a habit to tell the race teams what they can and can't do and have to do. <laughs> wow. But okay. I, I think your heart's in the right place as far as your point. Neither do I. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> um no, I'm just saying. That's actually why I stopped. That's, I mean, normally you and I are grabbing different people, and I see you talking to someone, and it's, I, I don't even involve myself. But the the stern advice you were giving people who run race teams, I was very intrigued by that. It was, <laughs> I was like, i got to hear this. i got to hear how this actually sounds in action. Sometimes I just shake my head at myself. I'm like, what an idiot I am. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I'm passionate, right? Like, I have opinions, and I'm passionate. I care. Like, these guys and Weege—they were stoked with Matt's ride. They were, yeah. I mean, they were stoked. They just—they're just like. I think it was for two, for two reasons. It was great for him because, like I said, I think it exceeded expectations, even his own. But second of all, anything they've done this year has gone as badly as it could go. So for once, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they finally had something go their way. I mean, he surprised. I'll be honest. He surprised the crap out of me going ten ten, huh, JT? Like. Yeah, he was on my fantasy team, but I was wasn't really surprised after that. Yeah, he was. He didn't crash. He kind of looked to be in good shape. He just rode solid. And I mean, to your point, Weege, about the class. Like, I interviewed Tickle after the race, and then I shut the mic off, and we were talking a little bit more. And he's like, "Dude, he's like, this class is pretty gnarly." And this is a guy that's raced it for a number of years now. He goes, "It's deep." And I'm like, "Yeah, look at the names. You know, look at the factory. Like, look at the factory guys." You know, you have factory guys down to 14th place outside of Freddie Norn. 14 factory-supported guys. So, yeah, you know, 14 dudes. And then, actually, if you want to count Shorty, that's that's 15. And if you want to count Phil, that's 16. Anderson is 17. Pike. 
Pike, 18. So, there you were, know. There were 21 at Hangtown. Oh. There were 21. Well, you could have you could have said that at any point before I was counting. So. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, do we count Benny Bloss as one? I don't know if he counts. I, mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh. Pretty pretty impressive by by Matt. They got to get him there. They got to. Why can't they put three bikes on the truck? Like, what's the big deal? They have an extra guy. Leroy's around for the ranch. You know. Do they have enough? Do they have enough parts and everything to do it? I don't know. I don't know what they have or don't have. Well, sure. I don't know either. Um, yeah, we each, they gotta they gotta make it happen. They gotta bring him in there. However it works, right? Can we just all agree on that, Matt Bichelia, Yo Suzuki? Whatever on that, I want to see more of this Steve Mathis, the agent, in action. This, this interaction <laughs> with the teams is just superb. <laughs> Actually, Mike Webb, though, he was pretty pissed at me about the stew stuff, but he, he seems happy now. Amazing how that goes, right? Amazing how that works. So, how bad do you think the bad yeah. guys are? <laughs> I, I went over to MAD to see how mad they were. Dude, they're, they're fine. They're just like, yeah, it didn't work out. Like the, And Matt's... We you specifically asked Matt about that. And he's like, "Yeah, we just parted. No, no one's for, for maybe the first time in pro motocross history. No one's even talking shit off the record." <laughs> um, it's not quite that. Okay, oh, okay. Matt was full. Matt was full deer in the headlights. Like, oh my god, I, I cannot believe I have to answer this question. I don't know what to say. So he just said it was mutual. It was mutual. It was mutual. It was mutual. 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 Um, and he. We got out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I talked to Robert Lind, who's the team manager there at Matt, last week. Yeah. And I'm like, let me guess, is it just a mutual, hasn't been working out thing, and you both decided it was better to leave? And he's like, no, I don't know. I have nothing. He never complained about anything. He never complained about anything ever. And then he just said he had to leave and he had another deal with another team. Right. Okay. And he wasn't getting the results that he wanted or we wanted. And we kept saying, is it the bike? Is it us? Or something you can, we can fix? And he's like, nope, the bike's fine. Everything's good. And then he just quit. Hmm. So he even said to me, he's like, if you could find out, I would be interested <laughs> to know myself. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Well, people were asking me to dig into it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, a rider left a support team. Let me dig it. Let me call Barn Pros and get to the bottom of their stuff, and let me call Slayton and, you know. Yeah, these teams are where we always say that there's all the headaches and nightmares of he said, she said, and who's reporting what properly. It's always those level teams. I know. Yeah, Blue Buffalo got kicked out of the pits of Glen Helen. Let me get right on that. Let me let me call. Yeah. Let me call Morley Safer. I know he just died, but let me call him and see what we can do something on this whole deal. That one actually yeah. seemed like there was some some good story too. <laughs> Normally it's just whatever. Yeah. The bike was bad, or the rider was bad, or somebody was not doing their part, or whatever. Right. That, that Glen Helen one sounded like there was some some fun stuff. Uh, remember when Jason Th- J- Weege, Do you remember when Jason Thomas left Excel Racing in '99? Who can forget? <laughs> no. I don't. <laughs> Who can no, forget? No, that was uh, Tim Perry. Tim Perry left. Nolene and Excel. Well, you left too, though, didn't you? Uh, at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Oh. I signed a deal for 2000, and then the team folded, like, <laughs> six days before Anaheim. <laughs> another, oh, seriously. Another story for JT. <laughs> yeah. You signed a deal. Like, they actually had a contract. No, I know? signed a contract, like, at the end of the season. At yeah. the end of 99, I signed a deal. And it was a pretty good deal. Like, I was getting paid all right. And then just, yeah. Like, she literally 
after Christmas, sometime between Christmas and A1, I was informed that it would no longer be Ricky. Mm. So I <laughs> went, down to my, went down to my local dealership and picked up a couple motorcycles and drove to Oakland. Um, wow. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Andrew Short, we re- we thought we'd see big things from Shorty. His last Lakewood, he does ride well, but ooh, that wasn't good for Andrew Short. Did you talk to him, Weech? Uh, I talked to him before the race, but I didn't. Oh, see him okay, after, no. yeah, I saw him after. I didn't yeah. go over and, and and talk to him, but um, that was bad. He started up front both motos and just went backwards. I mean, look, he's he's still getting back into it. He's not the Andrew Short that he's going to podium races, but. With those kind of starts on that track, I would think Shorty can be a, a you know a nine to ten place guy, um, and it didn't happen. So I don't know what what went what went wrong with him. So bummer for Shorty. The one thing I want to ask him about is um, he had his whole shot device stuck on on that first uphill double, and it released as he took off. But knowing him, and because he actually admits when he gets scared, he must have been really scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was leading going over that double with the whole shot device locked on. He still had a better day than Phil Nicoletti. Phil, oh. Phil ate crap in the first moto. Uh, coming up, riding well. And then uh, second moto, he start, got the last gate pick. He pulled a top 10 start from the far outside and then uh, promptly went down again and everybody landed on his bike. He was blaming the flagger. Then he got in his truck, and he drove straight through without sleeping to North Carolina. He got there about a few hours ago. And he sure. said, you know what would be, ter- you know be terrible is to be a flagger that Phil is really pissed off at because he's going to hit you, clip you, <laughs> jump on you, and you know, roost you. Something's going to happen to right. you if you're on the side of the track and Phil doesn't like you. He's probably uh, not going to mean to do it, but it's coming. He, uh, he drove straight through, no sleep. He said he felt like he got hit by a truck because he hit the ground twice hard and then just – that's Phil. So, um, what else? Uh, Brayton was all right. Tickle was okay. Bogle dropped back in that second moto pretty good. I don't know if he was feeling a little bit, feeling the effects of it, but he had a decent day, tenth overall. Um, yeah, he said his stitches flipped back open. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, geez. Yeah, yeah. I guess the break will help him for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, this is losing ride time, which is not good. Hmm? Did anybody see this cut? Shit, shit. I've never seen it. No, Weege. No, he won't. He's. I've tried several times. He will not reveal the palm. He will not reveal the palm. <laughs> no, no. I would like to be a palm reader. He's not. I cannot be Miss Cleo. He's not giving me his fortune, his future, nothing. Huh. Taking the Belichick style. <laughs> we're, we're on to high point. We're on to high point. <laughs> um. What else? Uh, anything else, JT, from 2D class? Catch your eye? 450? 450, I mean? Yep, sorry. Uh, no, I mean, you know, the, the obvious shakeups were at the front, and that's, you know, but I, I think it, you know, I, I predicted in our fantasy stuff, I had one, two, three, five, and six all exactly right. So going off of that, I think it was kind of what we expected to see. So. Um, it, the thing I'm most interested in is you guys get a, get a weekend off. You know, they really didn't get a lot of time after Supercross before this thing. So I'll be interested to see if anybody can make a big jump as far as uh, fixing things or finding better settings or, or speed wow. or, or whatever. Uh, I'll be interested to see the next race if anybody's really making you know, significant improvement. There's there's a big difference too between the first three tracks and the rest of these things. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Like, yeah, the, the tracks yeah. change. The the yeah. climate will change. It'll be much more humid. Uh, there'll be a lot, a lot of changing going on, that, and that's part of the part of it too. As far as I'm interested to see how that all 
kind of you know mesh mm-hmm. it together and see what see what shakes out at that point. You know, Weech, through the first six motos, uh, I'm going to write about this in my column this week. Benny Bloss has been like solid, like pretty good. You know. I agree. It's I agree. Just, like he's yeah. battling with with good dudes. Yeah, he's strong at the end of the motos, and he's in the 450s. So you sometimes forget that. I mean, he was racing Loretta's at this time of year ago. Yeah, just think of the young guys yeah. in the 250s. He's not a veteran, that's for sure. No, he's riding good. Yeah, he's got he's around guys with ton of experience and 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 everything else, and he's just slowly kind of working his way into into getting better. He's kind of consistent and. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good job by him. And, and Freddie Noren, too, the same thing. Noren is a veteran now at this point, but Noren's another guy like we don't talk enough about. Yeah, so. Noren, uh, yeah. pretty funny story. My buddy, Zach, uh, lives in Colorado, and, you know, Lars and Noren are pretty pretty good friends. So Zach and Lars are also good friends. All, all three of them don't know each other, but now they do. And uh, so Lars called my buddy Zach and said, hey, man, uh, Norrin doesn't have anybody to help him this weekend. Are you busy? He's like, well, I was planning on standing on along the side of the track and drinking a lot. But, yeah, I could help. So he throws Zach in, into being the mechanic for the weekend. He's never been a mechanic before anyone in his life. And he's just out there. And, I'm, you know, he texted me all day, like, hey, this is the most work I've ever done in my life. <laughs> but I think it was a pretty awesome experience. I mean, to have a guy that's running, you know, top 10, top 15 at a national is a pretty big deal. And to be down there in that mix, I think, was a pretty cool experience. So just just the uh, life and time for a privateer, right? You know? Oh, I have a buddy yeah. that can be a mechanic this weekend. All right, check him over. Yeah, well, did, how, how's the head pipe? Did head pipe stay on? <laughs> it did, it did. I don't think they had any mechanical issues, so it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's Fre- Freddie's good. I wonder um, if Seeley or Trey get hurt, do you think? I know Freddie's kind of on that Rocky Mountain team, but... Freddie would get a call, right? I mean, they don't have an outside sponsor to satisfy Honda, doesn't? But uh, I would think Freddie would get a call. Well, I, I would think when you don't have a mechanic until like Thursday of the race, <laughs> you know, uh, you're probably you're probably going to take anything thrown at you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That'd be cool. Freddie's a good dude. Do you guys know him? Do you guys ever talk to him? He's a real solid. I don't, I don't. But everyone who's ever that I do know that knows him has said the same thing you are. So I just yeah, the guys. That. Guy's just like top shelf, friendly dude, just whatever. So, um, all right, yeah, let's, like let's talk to let's talk let's talk some two fifties after this commercial break. Motorcycle Superstore, use the code PB Pulp sixteen uh, to get ten percent off participating brands. They got everything you need to get out and ride. Check out the website, seven hundred trusted brands, and uh, please motorcyclesuperstore.com. dot com. Check them out. Also, uh, Race Tech. Pulpamex 16 is the code at Racetech Suspension. And Michelin Starcross 5, they got a brand new tire. Listen to this commercial about the new tire and uh, go get it. Uh, and thanks, to everybody, for listening. We'll be right back to talk some 250s. Hey, thanks for listening to the RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Racetech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you... And probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, 
or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, on the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension and tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. Motorcycle Superstar, Racer X Online. Podcast, uh, motorcycle-superstore.com, pulp, pb-pulp16 is the code to save money, and uh, Fox Racing, foxhead.com, 250 class. Uh, first up, Savachi Weege, he needed this win in the sense that he had one awesome race, one so-so race, he wasn't feeling well at Glen Helen, he didn't get good starts, but we're back, I mean, he would have went 1-1, he fell with what, two laps to go, three laps to go, um, so... Probably should have went one-one on the day. Good job, Joey Savacci. Yeah, man. And uh, last week the starts were were bad for sure. But I, when I went back and watched last week's second motor again, he actually was right there with say Plessinger in the first lap or two, and in the end got beat by six or seven seconds. Five. I mean, the starts were not good, but he didn't. You know, he didn't come through the pack. Dudes were yeah. going faster than him. Right. And I just thought, ah, that's just how it goes in this class. And plus, you know, the opening round, you can never read too much into it. This was huge. The first. What, five minutes of that first photo, you were like, this Yamaha thing is ridiculous. Yes, yeah. Like, yep. even in the glorious, glory days of Pro Circuit, I don't remember quite that. Like, there's just four dudes and no, nobody else. No, the they, their glory days at PC had that, for sure. Metcalf, four? Metcalf, Townley, RV, Rattray. Four? Four? 
I think so. I don't know. Maybe not I, four, but I feel like – Yeah. And I can't believe in the end none of the Yamaha guys even won. And <laughs> it wasn't like they just – like Savachi just lucked into it. I mean, he ran Jamar down and yeah. left him. And yeah. Alex threw everything he had at him in the second moto. And he couldn't I, get him. I mean, he earned it. I tweeted out, it's raining Yamahas earlier. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God, they're, they're everywhere. It was crazy. It was crazy. And, again, by the way, Mitchell Henderson was 10th overall. Five guys in the top ten. I don't know how much you watch Mitchell Harrison and Supercross, Weege. He's literally a time bomb, a grenade with the pin pulled. And and I watched him because I had him in fantasy a lot. And, JT, yeah. you can vouch for me. The kid yeah. was so sketchy. And he's really turned it around outdoors. Good job by him. Anyways, uh, JT, nice ride by Savachi, right? Yeah, that was, uh, that was just what the doctor ordered for him. It's bounce back. You really, really needed that. Because uh, let's face it, Glen Helen was a disaster. I mean, it would, couldn't have gotten much worse than it did at Glen Helen. So for him to come back out and kind of right the ship and let everybody know that he was an actual legitimate title contender, uh, because we, we had one incredibly good and one incredibly bad. So going into Denver, everybody was kind of like, well, which, you know, which is he? And uh, I think that was just a little bit of proof that he's going to be around for this thing, and, and it's yeah. exciting because I think we have a few guys now that you know you could make a case for any of them. Being, uh, you know, the odds on favor to win this thing. So, um, cool. how, how surprised were you, JT, that at Jmart A, getting passed and kind of dropped in that first moto, and B, not being able to do anything with Alex and Jer- and Joey in the second moto? I was a little surprised at that because when we think of Jmart, we think fitness and we know elevation and. And Colorado, and I was pretty surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. That, you know, the the funny thing to me is that they're kind of yelling at each other as they're passing each other, and especially for Jamar, I really thought that when like Alex came by, I thought he was able to latch on to kind of go with him, and uh, he wasn't able to do that. You know, Alex just really just gapped him, and I really didn't expect to see that. I, I thought no matter what. Even if Tamar goes by, Jeremy's going to find the pace, find out where he's low or the line mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, you know, he's a two-time defending champ. So that means he's, he's kind of seen all this before. So if someone's better, he's going to find out where they're better. And then he's going to regroup and, and you know, figure it out and, and lower his time. But he just, just couldn't do it. Could not do it. And both of those guys kind of checked out on him a little bit. So, you know, there's always something going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, Jeremy's with trainers and he was sick and all these things, but he just doesn't look like that same guy that he did the last two years. In those situations in the last two years, he would have gone to the front and not maybe destroyed everyone, but he would have controlled that race. He mm-hmm. just didn't have it. Yeah. Um, we Again, I didn't watch the show, but did you guys kind of fixate on Alex in the first moto coming up from the back, or did you not realize that until after the race? Oh, no, we did. We did in both. Yeah. Um, that, because Langston noticed in even the second moto that he got pinched. He got a horrible jump the second mm-hmm. moto. got pinched right out of the gate. Um, so both motos. But I, what we did not get, we tracked him quite a bit like when he was in 16th and maybe up to 13th and, and because he crashed early, and that was a good story. He was the points leader. But what we did not see, and I'm hoping you did, because I can't even picture in my mind what this looked like, how in the hell did he go from, like, 13th to 8th in, like, the last lap or two? How in the hell did he do that? What was he the... was going, like, five seconds to last lap. That's how he did it. I was watching the, I was watching the lap time. And when he was, he was 
he was in like 20th, and he was passing the guys that were in like 18th and 19th, and he was like eight seconds to lap faster than them. <laughs> and I mean, not this. Yeah, he had faster lap times than the leader uh, when yeah. he was in 16th place, and you never see that. Right. Hold on, hold on. We're ta- we're talking about Alex Martin here. Just I want to be clear, Alex Martin. Yeah, right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, um, do you think he's? Do you think this is sort of like a Barry Bonds, Mary steroid scandal? Are we looking at something like that? He's, as yeah, he's a- you, look at, you look at Amor, he just thinks steroids right off the Well, back. he's aging, and he's he's Physical aging monster. like Bonds. He's getting better. You know, maybe maybe we're on to something here. Um, well, it's the he first told time us, he's ever he told you been I, on a factory. Go ahead. Here, right? I just think it's the first time he's ever been on a factory factory equipment, you know? Yeah. That, that has to be a part of it. Yeah. What was that, Weege? He told us, uh, and maybe he's maybe he did this on purpose. He, he went out of his way to tell us that he doesn't like needles. Remember, remember that? Yeah, see exactly. I, I see, he's putting a smoke screen out there. Uh huh. I don't like needles. It's like, it's like me saying I don't like cheeseburgers. Right, same thing. I, um. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I don't understand it. it. Actually, to be honest, this is what I'm thinking. JT, you didn't want it bad enough. I mean, <laughs> this is clearly doable. Clearly. Yeah. You know what? I I don't know. I think I think we've had little clues that he, he had this potential in him. The, the crazy thing to me that we don't see is that he's able to replicate this week in and week out right now. Because you we, you had his his one moto win, you know, and, and he was getting a podium here or there in Supercross, you know, a year or two ago, whatever. We've had a little glimpses that he's capable of going very very fast and doing very well, but right now he is. World class, week in and week out, three in a row. Um, so, I, go ahead. No, I, I gotta, I gotta look back on TV and he was, he was a little upset at Plessinger for punting him in that first moto. Did Plessinger punt him? I watched I thought it. Plessinger we didn't have first. it. I thought Plessinger went down first and then. No, he's claiming Plessinger punted him, and I'm like, dude, come on, you guys barely touched, and and he said you're drunk and high, and I'm like, all right, and then, so you didn't have it though, Weege, on TV. Okay. No, but what he said was he said, he didn't say he punted him. He said Plessinger crashed, and as he crashed, his bike knocked him off of his bike. It wasn't like a block pass. No, 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 no. That's not what he said. No, he said that. No, it was... wait, this is where you get confused. He says his bike cleaned me off of mine. So I'm sure people are going to think, oh my God, he said Plessinger cleaned him out. Uh, I think he said he, his bike I, cleaned him off. Of I his. think he told me he cleaned me, cleaned me out. I don't remember him saying the bike. No, okay. no, it was. This is a battle of syntax, it's very, but it was his bike okay. cleaned me off of mine. Okay. All right. Well, Jordan, Jordan Smith doesn't want to hear it. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was amazing. And in the second moto, he was catching Savachi. Savachi looks back and goes, oh, it's Alex. And props to Savachi for picking it back up because I thought he was dead in the water. I thought Alex was going to get him. So, um I asked Alex what he spent his national winning bonus on. He said I got it. he's going to get a new mattress. So that's awesome. Good job, Alex. So, mm-hmm. um, do you think? Do you think I have a question? Do you think that when Savachi looks back and he sees that it's Alex and not Jeremy, do you think that gives him a boost of confidence that he can he can hold them off? Well, I asked I asked Joey that in my post race interviews. I don't know if you had a chance to listen, JT. I but haven't yet. No. Okay, I said, what did you think when you looked back and you saw it was Alex Martin? And he goes, Well, I looked back and saw the red plate and thought, Yeah, Jeremy. And I'm like, well, you didn't really get my question. So I didn't really follow up. But <laughs> Right, right. I mean, I, I, think, it, I think it does. I think it does. I think it's, and it's not fair, you know, and Alex didn't want to hear that, whatever. But it, it goes along with the Cinderella story. I don't think that Alex strikes fear into anyone. 
And that, that may change. That's well, they need to. One. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. It, I think if you look back and you see that big number one, you know, Joey knows what Jeremy's done to everyone the last couple of years. I think it's a different feeling. I really think when he looks back and he sees it's Alex, if you realize it was Alex, and it sounds like maybe he didn't. Uh, I just think he's like, oh, I can, I can beat this guy. I'm better than him. You know, I just need to pick it up. I need to tighten my game up a little bit here, but I'm going to win this moto. Where if you look back and it's a guy, they're like, eh, I'm not sure if I'm better than him. He's two-time defending champ. Maybe. He may just be, he may just be coming for me. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a different. It's a, it's an interesting way to look at the race and how that mental game all plays out. Yeah, Weech. Savaji is uh, he's proven pretty good in that situation overall, man. That's what's going to make him tough this season. You know, he's always had kind of a little edge to him, even on social media and just in general. Like, I don't think he's short on uh, believing in himself, which is. Served him well. I mean, hey, those battles with Webb, you know, he didn't take any crap from Webb. He certainly didn't buckle when Webb was putting pressure on him in Supercross. And same thing here. Uh, so big deal. These four Yamahas are going fast, and they have the defending champ, and Webb's got all this hype. But Savaji just seems like the type of dude who doesn't let a lot of that stuff rattle around in his head, well, I don't think. I like Joey. I get along with him pretty good. We have some funny talks, you know, when the recorder's not going. But he's, he's really kind of bland in his interviews. I wish he would be a little bit more, you know, expressive about yeah. he just he's just like working hard at the farm we're putting in the motos putting in the works going well thank pro circuit thank uh forearm strong or whatever you know what i mean i'm just like all right yeah. got it you know but whatever he, he, did say, he did say on tv that uh, he got a motivational text from ricky carmichael after the first moto so mathis do you believe that that has had a huge impact the impact of the goat oh, and the goat farm yeah absolutely absolutely you can't stop it R.I.P. the original GOAT, by the way, Muhammad Ali. The whole source of my aggravation with the GOAT nickname. He was the GOAT. You can't steal somebody's nickname. So, anyways. Um, hey. Well, according, to, according to Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, he was not. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, with Alex Martin, um, looks like he's going TLD KTM for next year. So, that's the word on the street. What do you think of that? What do you think of that move, J.T.? Well, I think it probably came down to money and budget, and Yamaha probably didn't have a lot of either left for him. I, I, I can't see that deal coming to fruition after the first couple of races, and Yamaha's just being like, well, no, we got room, but we're just not going to go with your direction. You know, I, I just think it's one of those things where they have a lot of guys, and Alex, after these weeks, is probably getting paid pretty well, and they probably don't have it left in the budget. So Yeah. That's well, the way it goes. better sign up the MX2 guy. Because the Tonus thing worked out great. Better get him over here ASAP. Get that Ferrandez guy. He's only been hurt three years out of the past four and has missed a combined three years of racing. But get him signed right up. Forget the, well, you know, forget the kid you know, from Minnesota he, that has fans and is a real right. underdog and a real big story. F him over. The, the thing you're missing about all this is that I guarantee you earlier this season, if Alex had been performing like he is now, he would have a deal. But he wasn't. Do you remember how our conversations were going about Alex in, you know, March? Well, they weren't going well. Whatever, bro. I mean, yeah, I agree. No, I'm just saying, I agree. I'm just saying, but... like, those, those deals were done a while ago, well, and Alex wasn't performing. So, whatever. Yeah. No. I, know, I know what you're saying, and I don't think that they if they take the opportunity to go back in time and know that Alex was going to do this, they probably would have, you know, they probably would have made different decisions. But at that time, it wasn't. It didn't look yeah. like this at all. S- sign the euro up. That's what you should do. Sign up the euro. Absolutely. Well, I, can, I can see you're you're very flexible. It's just it's just dumb. 
It's dumb. But uh, maybe he stays. I don't think it's for sure, for sure, you know, but. Uh, you know, what you should be happy about is that Alex is going to pay it very well wherever yeah. he ends up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, for sure. So, um, Osborne was good. I stuck, I've been sticking with Osborne. He was good. I mean, he's 40 points down in the title chase, but he rode well. Cooper Webb rode well again. And I talked to Webb after the race. He admitted, yeah, the, the lack of practicing, although he got to practice this week for the first time. But the lack of practicing is catching up to him in the second motos. I think we can all see that, right? Yeah, that was that was pretty apparent. And we, we thought that might happen. Yep. Yep. Um, Cincerello, uh, I, I'd heard that he uh, crashed in the second moto while he was second, and he was decapitated. He was out cold. He was maybe missing a limb. There was different things going through the pits. So I had to call him, and uh, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He just had a bike. His bike was all beat up because everybody had to go through him before you could pick it up and so, um, he was excited though. He thought he wrote first moto. He came from 15th to what did he do? Sixth, something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he said he felt great first moto and second moto. He was in second, so he was actually in a pretty good mood considering that it hasn't gone that well for him. Well, so that was a lot better than going 10 10 or whatever. Like, if you go sixth and then you're in second until you crash, I will take that all day long over 11 10 or whatever. Getting. Yeah. Did you talk to him, Weege, at all? Which guy? Adam Cincerillo. No, no, I didn't. Um, I, I, dude, 250 guys are virtually impossible to get to. Yeah. An hour after the race is over by the time I'm done. These guys are yeah. kind of being dicks. They need to stick around. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even get Celia and uh, Kennard. And it was literally, I got to their truck at 4.32 p.m. So their moto ended 32 minutes earlier, and they were already gone. Yeah, they had flights, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what... That's tough. There's too many guys to get flights that night, so they probably all were out of there. Well, it's important that I get yeah. the story. So RJ Hampshire and Jordan Smith were not spoken to by me. So I can see that they're very concerned as well. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're heartbroken. Yeah. Hey, Forkner's good, uh, dude. Forkner's legit. You, he's can, not terrible. He was up That's there in the first sure. moto, too, before he crashed fourth in the second moto. Good job by him. Uh Marty Dallas. Exceeding expectations, I think. Yes. I think he's exceeding expectations. And, and that's tough to say when you've got a guy that was piping as much as he was. But yep. I think he's been better than, better than uh, I know I expected him. Yeah. Both you two assholes led me wrong with him, by uh, the way. He hasn't been, he hasn't gone out one races or finished, you know, he hasn't been getting podium after podium. So uh, I feel like we've been a bit vindicated with that. I think that's but, coming, though, don't you? But, yes, I, he's trying great. But I think... Uh, had this been Anaheim 1 of next year, I would have, if you will hear me, I, I will be all in on this kid. Wherever yeah. he's coach is on, I will be all in on him. I just, yep. I didn't think he would be this good this fast. But he's still not proving me necessarily wrong. If he goes out against Wanamoto or something mm-hmm. already, that, that would look pretty stupid. But um, he's still dealing with pretty, pretty tough company right now. What about uh, Plessinger, Weege? What happened there? You get, You hear anything? What do you mean? Well, just crash? a bad day. Yeah, crash Clean, the first moto. Cleaning out. Cleaning, cleaning out. The... Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, he looked good. He looked fast. The first... No, I didn't think he was gone to. He definitely was fast in the opening laps of the moto, first moto. The second moto, I think, just didn't get a start. And uh, yeah. But he get 10th, I think. Yeah, 10th. Um, I feel like, dude, like, the difference between a fourth and, say, a 10th in that class in any one of those motos, which yeah. is the difference between really good and what's wrong, it's pretty small. Yeah. Um. You know, with Fork having a good one and, and whatnot, and there's a couple more guys in there. It's tough. 
Well, we're starting to see, like, Savachi and the Martins and Webb are kind of getting to be better, and the other dudes are start-dependent, you know? Um, don't you don't you agree, JT? Yeah, I think so. I was uh, I was a bit bummed that you lost your crash in that first one. I, really, I don't think we've seen what he has yet, and I think his weight and his size are going to keep them out of any title relevancy, which sucks, but that's life in the two-pitch class. You're big, so... Uh, I, I do think we'll see him have great photos here and there. I think that could have been one of them this mm-hmm. past weekend. But it just week in and week out, I think, you know, starting 15th or 20th, like he's, he's just prone to do at that weight. Okay, but what do you make of Cincerillo pulling the whole shot at elevation on his bike? Yeah, and, and, I mean, right. And I, I think it's going to be hit and miss, just like Adam's been. You know? He's got one good start out of six. Yeah. So would, I think Westinger will be the same way. Weege, would you hit panic button for AC? Or did that second moto, and even the first moto, kind of stop the panic button from coming out? No, it absolutely does. Okay. I, I saw like a real breakthrough. Second moto was good. No, first moto was good. And then he gets to start. I'm like, okay, he can get starts. You know, I think we're yep. all worried he's too big or whatever. Um, so he crashed out. The result wasn't good. But I thought there was big progress compared to the first two rounds. So mm-hmm. no, no panic button at all. Okay. All right. Uh, that, was by, that was by far his best weekend of the three. So. Yep, yep. Um, Marty Davalos did well. Bobby Hewitt made sure to point that out to me in the manager's tower. He said, there's your guy, Ooh. Marty. There's your guy, Marty. I know you're a fan. And I'm like, yes, I am, Bobby. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, he rode well. Uh, he rode well, man. Um, he did. You can't, you can't, you can't take shots at the Oh, no, the no, not at all. He was second forever, you know, um, yeah. in the second moto. So good job for Marty. It's a good track for him. It has been, so. Again, I wrote this in my column coming out on Wednesday. The, with Marty's talent slash experience slash bike, he should be in the top ten every week. And if he's not, you know, then he crashed or something. He should never just ride around and not get in the top ten. Would you agree? Yeah. I, yeah. I, so I, well, I think top ten is pretty stacked. So I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily – just a lock for a top 10, but I think, you know, he should be over 50% of the time. I, I do believe that. But I think there are, you know, you look at how many guys are all buying for top 10 spots, someone's got to you know, yeah, be out of there. With his so. talent and his experience and his bike, he's set. Yeah, so, maybe. Uh, There's a lot of guys. That. Uh, we, the experience is really the only one that you can kind of say he has more than the rest of them. Yeah, and, and, that, and that helps. Bike is, I don't necessarily think his bike is all that competitive, honestly, engine-wise. I haven't seen anything that great from those those bikes or the KTMs on the start. You know, Nelson's been okay, but yeah. uh, I don't think they have an edge by any means. They may be down a little bit. We did you find out if Nelson's okay? He got carted off second moto. No, I didn't know. Don't know. Uh, again, people are gone very quickly, especially <laughs> in the 250 class. People are gone. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, it's late where we just, so let's wrap this thing up. Anything else? The Motorcycle Superstore RaceRex Online Podcast, uh, presented by Fox Racing, Lakewood, Colorado. I was talking to um, Brad uh, Hoffman, who's the team manager now at Star, but he's been their tech engine guy and stuff for a long, long time. And I was like, what's the deal, dude, with these bikes? And he's, I know you didn't win the race today, but this is ridiculous. I mean, the one, two, three, four, early in that moto, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he, he feels that they're about nine more horsepower than they were with the old carbureted bikes. <laughs> That's so nine. I mean... 
That's hard to believe, but maybe, maybe that's a big jump. But God damn, that I mean, that's a lot in in a you know in a forty horsepower bike. But yeah, it's a completely different. No, no, I know, I know, no, no, I, I know. But nine, but hey, maybe I'm believing. I'm. I would lean towards believing. Right. I don't. I don't yeah. see you making that up. I mean, right. Look at the darn results. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about think about a in 2012 KPM released their KPM 350. I believe it was 2012, maybe 11. Uh, 11. Stock, yeah. yeah. The stock the stock engine from then to now has 10 more horsepower, and it's just all they did was just to make improvements. The same bike, same same you know, speed and all that, but 10 horsepower better stock. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a lot of well, a lot of engine to be found out there. Michael Lessie made it work. Hangtown Moto Two. He made that 350 sing Navy Seal. Yep, answered a lot of questions what was, what today. Was up, uh, what was up with him today? He did not do very well. Yeah, Canadian racing update. Yeah, I think he had a bike problem in the second moto, and only Michael Lessie would run KYB forks and a show of shock on his cow. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yes, that's interesting. Uh, Davy Millsaps won. Sent me a text right after with the emojis of the emoji with the hand underneath the chin. What does that mean? What, what, let's break down emojis. What does that mean? Hmm. That I, means, hmm, maybe you should be texting me about that you were wrong and I was right. Oh, okay. All right. Or, hmm, how did that happen when he, everybody didn't think I could win? He put six of them. Is there any relevance in six emojis? Uh, no. I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, Is Jim Jamar still a favorite to win this thing? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's three points back. I- I'm still going Jamar Weege. Yeah, I do feel like it, he and Webb certainly have. They're they're not on all cylinders yet. So uh, and it's not they're getting blown out. So. I don't think I can count those guys out yet. They, they should still be the favorites, and I think they got a lot more than they've shown. I mean, dude, Webb's not even riding. It's crazy. Um, we, we, we're all agreement that Alex Martin is for real and going to podium and win races from here on out, right? Like, this is great. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's whatever he's doing is working right now. That's yeah, sure. right. Well, he's going to Millville. Jeremy's in Millville. And Alex is going to Millville, but he doesn't want to. The team wants to go to him south of the border where his trainer is. So this should Club be interesting. Club Club of- <laughs> I always get this mixed up. No, south of the border. No, it's south of the border, oddly. Yeah, south it's of the so border. Weird. Really? Yeah. Right, so the one, time I, the one time I didn't screw up the training facilities. Um, yeah. Yeah, south the, of the border. The team so- is picked south of the border. For some reason, that's where they're sending their guys. Um, and they want Alex to go there. I mean, they feel like, hey, all these guys riding together with Swanepoel in California has worked. So they don't want that to change. They're like, we understand yeah. you guys are going to ride in the East, but, but you still need to ride together. So, but Jmart, tough call. The two-time champion is in Millville, chilling in Millville with three tracks to ride, and Alex wants to go yeah. there. So, should be interesting to see what he does. I'm going to ask him uh, later this week and say, "Where are you?" <laughs> and we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out who won this battle a little bit. You know, it's a mattress store. To me, if I'm the manager, and, and you know, I've never been shy, as we spoke earlier about dishing out advice. I say to him, all right, go to your brother, hang out, keep in touch with Swanee. If your results start going south, then you are going to south of the border. That's what I say. But, you know. If, if your results go south, so are you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I always think of the south of the border logo. I feel like it's um, a Mexican restaurant. It's got the multicolored sombrero. Have you ever been to south of the border, the actual, like, resort? No. Uh, it's very, very oh. interesting. 
very interesting play. Oh, I feel like they should have like burrito stands and stuff with that logo. Oh, Mathis, I can't believe you've never been there. I, I, the fact that that place happens to become a motocross facility, just it's like Kryptonite and Superman going together. I cannot believe that this combination was ever made. Like you say, it is the tourist trap of tourist traps. Um, I don't know what you. It is literally halfway. It's it's literally halfway between New York City and Disney World. So it is the. If you're taking the family on a road trip to Disney World, this is where you stop, and <laughs> it's just trinkets and crap. Are you kidding? Or I I don't know if you're joking right now. Or? No, this is what South Border is. JT knows. Yeah. yeah. There's about twenty five thousand billboard sides on I ninety five. Yeah. Yeah, Pedro. It's all about Pedro, south of the border's mascot. And then for some reason, I have no idea why, they built a motocross track. So. And here we are. Okay. All right. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I thought you guys were kidding. It has like a 50-foot high sombrero over Interstate 95 that you can climb up in. <laughs> That's Eric Vallejo. Actually, uh, put that there. All right. I said, you know, for years they were searching for the, you know, Southeastern National, which ended up being Muddy Creek. And I'm like, if this track is even halfway decent with the hotel interstate access and the location, you know, right on the line of South, North and South Carolina, like, it has everything going for it if the track is even halfway decent. But I guess the track's dead flat, so it didn't work. But uh, mm. wow. I don't know how this happened. This is bizarre that it's there. Uh, how many weeks is Kyle Cunningham going to be listed on a Yamaha on the sheets? Oh, I'm serious. <laughs> until, does Top Jimmy not see this? Does he not go over there, or, or has he? I mean, and no one, ref- you know, this goes. This is in the Michael Cincerillo category. I, I, you know, I mean, they're they're sponsoring this podcast. I feel like you should be on top of that. <laughs> yeah. you. Perhaps I call them. Good job on the season stats, though, on the bottom of the results these days. Have you guys seen that? That's pretty cool. So. Good job on that. We always bag on these guys. I don't know if it's AMA doing that, if it was MX Sports doing that. I don't know, but good job on that. So, uh, all right, is that it? That's all we got. Solid. Stop like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. The uh, Motorcycle Superstore Racer X Online Podcast, uh, presented by Fox Racing, Weege, and JT. That has been the Lakewood wrap up. Pickled onions is the word for High Point. Pickled onions. And uh, thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosile Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. 
I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely, 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,